Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of our Uncover interview series. Uncover stands for understanding the needs, challenges, opportunities, and emerging roles in the Black horse community. We are going to talk with cowgirl Chanel today, who has turned into a little bit of an internet sensation with her new business venture. So we're going to go more into that, and we're going to talk about her horse experience and her future in the horse industry. So stay tuned, and I hope you guys enjoy. You are now listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast with your hosts, Aubriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. Telling us about yourself, kind of where you are, your current horse, and what discipline you ride. Alrighty, so I technically have one horse. Today I wore this shirt. Someone had the shirt made for me as representing her. Her name is Lady. Mm-hmm. This this horse is my best friend. I really, really, I really, really love her. She was actually sold to me by one of my friends that recently passed away. I had another horse before her that had a, a mild injury and I just wanted to give her a good home and then get a new horse. So um, Lady's who I ended up with by accident. She was supposed to be for somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> She's a she's just a little she's a little Tabiano paint nothing big nothing huge flash she has nice markings from what a lot of people tell me and then I have uh, my mom actually has an off the track thoroughbred that we just adopted about a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, he was a racehorse for he was a racehorse for a few years and just was terrible on the track I mean he had I mean he had a few third places and a couple of fourths not 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 good at all but a great jumper. Very, very right. patient with me because I'm really, really new at jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I'm, I'm a West, I have a Western background, so jumping is something that's fairly new to me. So right. um, he's a good horse to start on, a good horse to learn on. And we actually use him as a lesson horse, too, for the hunter jumper company that I work for. Oh, okay. So your your mom rides, too? Well, so the funny thing about this is, is that I'm a first-generation uh, rider. Nobody mm-hmm. else in my family does this with me. I, you know, I've just been obsessed with horses my whole life, and I've always, I've always, always, always wanted one and begged my mom for lessons. I kind of got her into it. She, she said something to me that made me laugh. She was like, you know, I want to get something that we can bond over. And I was like, we, what are you talking about? We have a great relationship. <laughs> you know, we, 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 talk, we talk every day. I was, <laughs> you know, and I see her quite frequently. We both live in Orange County, so it's not like she's far away or anything. You know, right. so she, 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 uh, my trainer found this horse for her and, you know, something that, because she's not, she's not really a much of a rider, something that she can just kind of just ride around on. That's not going to like, we're not scared of it's going to take off on her or anything like that. And so far he's been, he's been good to her. He's been good to all of us. Good. Yeah, she's, I'm, I'm the only one that really, I'm the only one that competes and really, really rides consistently in my family. Okay, so getting into horses, around what age did you start riding? Uh, I tell a lot of people, and they're like, really? That's how you got into this? I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's got their little background story, you know? When I was a kid, growing up, you know, five, six, everybody wants, like, a pony for Christmas, right? I just never grew out of that stage. I just consistently wanted a pony until I turned 20 and got my own horse. So I just always wanted a horse. I've just always loved horses. They're my favorite animals. And so regal and, and mysterious and, and, and gorgeous. I mean, I would point out horse trailers on the, on the freeway every time I saw one to my mom. So yeah. 
I just always wanted one. So I begged her for lessons. My mom really wanted me to be very, very active since I was kind of like an overactive kid. So she wanted, she had me, you know, doing ballerina, Girl Scouts. And I'm just like, well, mom, I, I want to ride horses. I, that's what I want to do. So I went to lessons in uh, Palos Verdes when I was pretty young and I did it on and off. And then middle school, I started uh, riding in Long Beach. And then I really got out of it for a long time. And then when I turned 20, I met my uh, trainer that I started to work for. Okay. And I'm 31 now. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you work for a hunter jumper company. Yes. So when I got into horses, when I really, really got into horses and got my first horse, that I, I had, I was under a different trainer. He was, um, his name was Cliff Salter. Um, lo I loved him, loved him, loved him. He's very well known in the horse community in LA. He's actually from, he's actually from Alabama though. He, so I, 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 I was a working student for him. So I was going to school, I was going, going to work and I was cleaning stalls to get lessons from him when I turned 20. And that's how I had my lessons because I didn't have a whole lot of money to pay for lessons. So I kind of got the trainer's point of view of getting into horses and, 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 and knowing what I know right now. So, mm -hmm. I mean, me and him had a couple of falling outs. We moved far away and he's in, he's in Hemet now and he doesn't really train anymore. Since I live in Orange County, I, w I moved my horse out here and I ended up falling into the lap of Mountain View Farms. <laughs> so that's the name of the hunter jumper company that I work for and my uh, trainer her name is Jasmine Weekly and that's who I work with because Joan now lives in Montana so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a working student for them okay and they help me how would you say that having and riding horses has affected your life it's affected my life in a huge way I mean I live a different lifestyle than a whole lot of my friends do I mean you know, my friends are like, hey, you want to go out and do this? You want to go to the mall? You want to, you know, want to go to have a couple of drinks? It's like, well, you know, I'm not saying that I don't do, that I don't do extracurricular activities besides my horse. I, of course I do. I mean, anybody usually would. But I mean, I, I tell them, it's like, you know, I got to save up money for shoes. I have to, I have a competition like at five tomorrow and I got to get up early and I got to haul some, because I haul horses too. I drive them around. And I have to go and, and take my horses to this competition and just, you know, it's, it's, it's a different life to have. It's a different life to have. It's like having kids, but they don't live with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, kids outside. <laughs> yeah, that's, the best, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, living, in the, living in the city um, as, you know, as a first generation cowgirl, that's really just, that's kind of a rarity, especially around here. So, I mean... I maintain that lifestyle that I have with my horses while living in the city and just living a you know life in the city and you know it, you know it is what it is around here. They're in the city too, which is great, but you know there's not a lot of trails out here. Right. Our, a lot uh, we have to travel out for a lot of our competitions, and I don't wake up with them in my backyard. So mm -hmm. you know it's a, it's 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 a bit of a different life. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things we're pretty fortunate to have yeah. out here in North Carolina. It's where we are is pretty rural, but we're about 30 minutes from the big city, which is Raleigh. <laughs> so okay. I know both okay. Caitlin, we just look out the window and count yeah. heads and all right, roll back over. <laughs> so um it's, it's very nice. Um, so what are some of the challenges that you have faced as a black equestrian out in California? Because I know you don't see many people that look like you in your area. Yeah. 
the way that I can describe it is even, even before I really got into horses, you know, knowing that I've always loved horses my whole life, like being a little girl and watching TV and looking at these girls, like none of these girls look like me, mm -hmm. you know, how am I going to achieve something that's just doesn't seem graspable to me because of who I am for a while there, I, I lost that dream. You know, but thank God for such a supportive mom. My mom is very supportive of me and she, you know, was like, live your life with passion. You're not living your life at all. Right. So, um, I, I was able to, you know, hold that dream and say, you know, one day I can still do that one day. I, I, I can do that. So that was the first challenge for me, just getting past. I don't look like the, the cowgirls on TV, mm -hmm. you know? So that's not something that's for me. So getting past that. And I mean, there's, there, when I, when I go out for my competitions, a lot of the times I am the only African-American there, or if not a, a, a group of very, very few, usually girls, uh, very, very few of us, especially when it comes to my uh, hunter jumper competitions. And also too, there was a local com competition that I do as well. And I'm usually the only African-American uh, there too. Um, it's, more, it's, a, it's a Western style riding competition though. So uh, one story that I do have though, uh, that just, it is, this just threw me for a loop. I'm usually pretty, I feel like, I'm, you know, in some parts I'm pretty witty. I'm pretty good with my comebacks. And, you know, I can, I usually have a response to people as I love to talk. So um, I'm sitting on my horse. Now, mind you, you know, my horse is white and brown. Okay. And I'm sitting on her and I'm minding my own business, getting ready to do my next race. And this old guy comes up to me. And like I said, I'm the only black person at this competition and says, is it a coincidence that your horse is black? And my job oh. is dropped. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. And I'm just dumbfounded because I'm already feeling, everybody already knows who I am because oh, I'm different. I look different than everybody else. Everybody knows my name. Even me, I may not know their name. They know my name and they know the name of my horse. And so yeah. I'm sitting there already feeling like, I'm a slight discomfort. And for you to actually walk up to me and have the nerve to say something like that to me, I just didn't know what to say. Afterwards, my friends come over to me and they're like, hey, like, what's going on? And I just said, this man just said this to me. And they were like, what? Oh my God, I can't believe it. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't believe it either. I'm shocked, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And his daughter comes up to me and she's so apologetic. And it's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, but he is prejudiced. And I'm like, She's trying to hug me and touch on me, make you know, and try to make me feel better. I'm just like, just, just go away, just go away. Yeah. I'll get over it, you know. And I, and of course, I didn't. Want, everybody was like, please don't leave, please don't leave. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna finish my race because that's what I came here to do. Mm -hmm. I came here knowing that I look different, and this man just told me that I stick out like a sore thumb, and I'm okay with that. You know, if that's going to make you guys pay attention to whatever, whatever business venture or whatever I got going on next, then that's fine with me. So I went out there, I ran my race. And at the end I did, I did this. Oh, <laughs> and I walked out of the arena <laughs> and I walked out of the arena and I was just like, yeah, I, I'm self, I was like, I'm, I'm self-aware. I know I'm here, you know, and prepare to be integrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Next time I'm coming back with friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Because I told some of my friends about that competition, my other ones that live in Riverside, um, my other African-American writer friends that I do have that I um, ride with Bill Pickett, 
you know, and, and Altadena too. I have some friends in a bunch of areas. So, you know, I told them, I told that a lot of, they don't live in like Orange County. Like I have yet to meet another black equestrian out here. I just haven't met one yet. I'm the only black person at my barn too. So yeah. it's, it's me and my mom, <laughs> so, which is also okay. But it's still that feeling of, you know, you know what I mean? Like you, you have that slight feeling of being alone just slightly. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first walked into that, walked into that place or walk into these venues and I know I'm the only black person, I am going to get looked at, but that, you know, but you just learn to just ignore it. And, you know, and when you don't do well, you just learn, you learn to have a better attitude about it. You know, when I would do, when I would do poorly, I knew that I stuck out like a sore thumb. So when I did bad, people knew it, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't just a part of the rest of the 70 or 80 riders there. So I would just be like, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I did that. I beat myself up. And, you know, my friends are just like, you need to relax. This is just for fun. And I have to remember, this is just for fun. I'm out here just trying to enjoy myself. I have to remind the thing that I love so much that I'm doing it just for fun. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so um, I learned to just be a bit better with my sportsmanship as well. And if I do mess up, just be like, hey, I'm here. And I rode my course and I did it. And guess what? I'll be back again next year or next month or whatever. So. Yeah, I completely yeah. understand that. I have a question. How do you do your mm -hmm. hair for yeah. competitions? Oh, how do I do my hair for my competitions? Mm -hmm. The funny thing about that is for, for English competitions, all this has to be under a helmet. Mm -hmm. None of it can be showing. I've been doing my own hair for years. Funny thing about that is, is I actually learned how to French braid on horses. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's the basis for all of this. This is all crochet hair. Mm -hmm. So that's the basis for all of this. And so from then, I just applied it to myself, watched hours and hours and hours of YouTube, and just began to do my own hair. I'm very frugal when it comes to me because I want to spend all my money on my horse. Yeah. So <laughs> right. I learned how to do my own hair, and I don't buy, like, super duper expensive clothes. And, you know, I just, you know, I, 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 it's, it's self-taught. Mm -hmm. So this is all just crochet hair, and that's the method that I used in my video too. Is um, I just I crocheted hair just from regular beauty supply into my horse's hair. So that's usually what I do. But right now the weather's kind of bad, and our and everything is wet, so my hair is really really thick. There's no way I'm gonna get this under a helmet at all. You know? <laughs> so I have to I'm gonna have to redo my hair again before I start competing again for the uh, for the springtime. Mm -hmm. Um, my next question is, what advice would you give to anyone who is looking to get more involved with horses, either get their own or start taking lessons or any kind of like new interaction people have with horses? What advice do you have for them? So I'm just going to, I'm going to tell a brief story about this. Uh, I never met this guy face to face and never even knew his name, but he gave me the best advice that, um, could start anybody with horses if they if that's what they wanted to do. I was calling I <laughs> I was watching a movie with horses in it and I was like, man, I really want a horse, you know, and I'm like, I'm 19. I, you know, let me see what I can do to get involved with them. You know, even if I can't, you know, even if I don't know what I'm doing, let me just see what I can do. So I'm looking on Craigslist and I find I find this guy that has free boarding if I if I clean his uh stalls and you know, feed the horses or whatever he wants me to do on his property. And so I'm asking him a bunch of questions after I call him. And he's like, do you know anything about horses? And I'm like, 
no. He goes, you don't sound like you do. He goes, look, let me tell you something. If you want to learn this, if you want to learn how to do this, you need to go find a trainer and you need to work for your lessons. If you can't afford to, to have your own horse or to pay for your lessons, that's the best advice that I can give you. Mm -hmm. And from then on, I went and I sought out a trainer and I accidentally uh, went to the wrong barn and that's what it left where I ended up staying and learning um, as much as I, as much as I, as much as I do now, when I found, uh, when I found Cliff and I stuck with him for seven years, I oh, cleaned his, I cleaned his, I cleaned, I fed his horses. He helped me find my first and second and he helped me with lady too. Mm -hmm. Um, because he's really good with confirmation and he knows a lot of people that have really good horses and breeds and all that. I learned a lot of that from him, but I worked for my lessons. He had nice horses too. And I learned how to ride on those horses. My mom did help me some with it, but lady, I got on my own. I, I just, you know, work hard for my things. I'm a server. So I mean, that tip money, <laughs> it really, really, really you know, makes a difference. So, you know, working as a server and having horses, you know, and people come to my job and they ask me what I do um, in my spare time and I tell them I'm an equestrian, their jaws just dropped. Cause it's like, yes. what? <laughs> Especially mm -hmm. out here. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. You know, just live your life with passion. If you, if you want it, you'll go get it. A hundred percent. So how I found Cowgirl Chanel is scrolling through Facebook. Now that we're doing the podcast, you know how mm -hmm. algorithms work. There's horses all over my newsfeed now, even more than before. So, <laughs> yes. and it was Black History Month. So everybody was like going ham with the Black history, the Black horses, the everything Black and everything horse was happening last month. Black Rain yes, yes. shared a video yes. of you talking about one of the newest ventures that you have. Just give us a little bit about that. I don't know how much you want to share, but I was really excited about it. And I knew immediately when I saw the video what was happening and I had to click on it to turn the volume up. But I was like, oh, that's crochet hair. <laughs> she crocheting it into the main. <laughs> I was just like, this is insanely amazing. Go ahead and tell us about that new venture. And does it have a name? All that. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Yes, I asked, Black Reigns has uh, shared a couple of my videos before um, and I really do appreciate them uh, for doing that. And thank you so much for the compliment. It is greatly appreciated. My horse does not have that much of a mane. God just hasn't blessed her with a really long, silky long hair. That's just not how she is. She's got a very beautiful tail. Her mane's just really short and stuffy. I see a lot of horses with uh, manes that look like that. And when people think about their dream horse, they want a horse with really long hair and things like that. I'm just like, people want for their horses what they want for themselves, you mm -hmm. know? And I was just like, I want to have long boy hair. Why can't my horse have that? You know, and I ride her in parades and things like that and go to shows with her, you know? And I just think that would be something cool. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm going to make a wig cap for my horse. <laughs> I, I know it was kind of just like a random thought, but I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. So I actually made a wig cap first. So I met, I went and measured out her whole mane and I have it matching the colors of her actually of her actual mane. So it's like a horse wig and it's about this long. And I didn't use it for the video because I'm still trying to figure out a way to attach it properly. Right. So right. When, one day I was kind of playing around with it at the stables and one of my friends runs up and says, Oh my God, Chanel, I love it. Can you make one for my horse? She goes, I'll pay you for it. 
there spun an idea. I was mm -hmm. like, I can do something like this and people will actually want it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is amazing, you know? And then it's like, I can have a wide market for it. So I'm working on trying to actually make a wig that actually covers the horse's whole mane because there's already horse clip-ins out there. They use it in Western Pleasure. Like mm -hmm. there's false tails and all that, all, all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. I want to find a way where I can actually disguise the whole horse's mane under different colors of hair. There's a really famous barrel racer. Um, her name is uh, Taylor Fallon, I believe. If I'm not, sometimes I switch her name back and forth for some reason. She's got a crazy style, crazy style, pink, purple, all kinds of craziness. And I'm just like, why would she like something like this? I mean, she probably, she goes, she takes her horses to the big rodeo in Las Vegas and she likes all these crazy colors. Why wouldn't she like this? Yeah. You know, people spend money on their bling and on the, and all that kind of stuff, you know? So there's definitely a market for it. And also too, the, the equestrian world. I mean, me and my trainer have to do these hunter knots that take us forever to do. Why can't I make a false mane that already has it on there and just slap it right on top? Yep. But the trick is, is to finding a way to attach it without mm -hmm. using any adhesive or having something that's going to take a long time to get it in there. So that's the method that I'm trying to come up with right now, um, which it's, it's in the works right now. And so that's something that I'm going to kind of keep a secret just for the sake of, you know, yeah, 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 my, definitely. my business that I'm trying to start. So yeah, so the name of my company is going to be Main Tresses. I, I, I settled on that name because, like, you know, you have free tress hair and crochet. Mm -hmm. So Main Tresses, a horse's mane. <laughs> tresses yeah. hair. Yeah, so, I was um, talking yeah. to a photographer friend of mine, and I was like, I don't know what she's going to call this, but I was telling her that we were going to interview you, and I was like, maybe it's going to be, like, Equitresses or something. So it's so funny that, you know, Main Tresses. That's actually what I thought about first. Yeah. <laughs> actually what I thought of first, but my mom didn't like the name. I mean, she was like, it's oh, right. Like, I get it. I'm, I like them both. Whatever. Equitress. I thought. <laughs> I'm not actually, actually, equestrian. That was actually pretty, that's actually pretty good. But <laughs> right, right. I agree. I agree. But, you know, we, we, we settled on you know, I, I wanted to talk to her. I like to, I like to, you know, like I said, my mom and I have a great relationship. So I like to sit down and just talk with her and have a meeting with her and say, Hey, like, what do you, what do you think is going to sound good? What's going to appeal to everyone? And so we settled on, we settled on that one, uh, main trusses. So just want to see what's going to end up being. Um, I'm still working. I'm still working on a few things too. Some new, some new things I'm coming out with. And I'm going to do uh, some more videos uh, coming out pretty soon. I'm hopefully, um, I'm hopefully I'll have something new within I'm going to say later on this month. Okay. Um, I want to be able to do something, you know, that my horse can run in without it coming off. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's a whole method I have of that right now that I'm working on. So for the crochet that you have in your horse's hair now, it, like I know how crochet works, but mm -hmm. do you have one braid going all the way down her mane and crocheted into that or is it multiple braids? It's multiple braids because okay. the horse, her, their hair is so fine because I tried doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because I'm just going to do one big long braid in my hair for the most part in the back part, you know, but it, it just, with, her, with, with that type of hair, I think you can kind of briefly see it if you look like in the sped up part of my video of me sewing the actual crochet or crocheting the actual hair into little small braids. Mm -hmm. so that's, how, that's how I did it. 
Okay. So none of her, so virtually none of her hair is really, really out. Everything is under the crochet hair. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My horse, he rubs his mane out in the spring and in the fall because of like, what does it call it? Like sweet itch. Like he just gets allergies, whatever, and he rubs his mane out. Yeah, he rubs it out twice a year. So every winter, I cut it. Like he looks like he has a bowl cut. I just cut the whole thing. And he's a Tennessee walking horse, so I know it's like cardinal sin. Do not cut walking horse's mane, but it looks so raggedy because he just scratches. Um, but it got a big hole in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's got a big hole in it. I don't even have to cut his hair anymore. Like, I could just buy one of her main tresses and just slap it up there. Yes. So, the, I'm, work, I'm not going to say roach, a roach mane, like a total buzz cut mane, but manes that are sparse and really, really thin. Mm-hmm. My, my hair piece should be able to fit on there perfectly and attach to it still perfectly. Um, with a, a, little, a small amount of hair, it actually would be better, to be honest with you. So it can, um, so it, uh, it can actually hide more of it. You know, I want to market to everybody, <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes, yes. So what color horse do you have? What, what color is he? He's a tricolor Tobiano paint horse. <laughs> oh, Tobiano! Yeah, my name is Tobiano. I love it. Yes, he's precious. <laughs> he's my baby. I've had him since he was six months oh. old. So, him's my baby. He's turn. Oh my God, his oh. birthday is tomorrow. Wow. Yeah, he'll be seven tomorrow. Oh wow! I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! You've had him for a while. Awesome. Six yeah. months. Wow. So she, so she raised the, she raised the baby. I, I've never got anything that young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I raised them, raised them on up. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So yes. it sounds like <laughs> any other have a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. And I mean, we've we've got some a lot of things going on um, with us that are pretty new. Or I wouldn't say new to us, um, but that well new to me but that we're just trying to get in motion um Kaylin teaches lessons I don't know if have you taught any lessons at all or have any advice in that area so um as as a working student what I mostly do is I mostly exercise uh the horses that we have that we use for our lesson horses mm-hmm. and um so I'm pretty much an assistant to my trainer I am working on my riding as a hunter jumper since I'm still pretty new at that because once I get to a level, I can start training, um, doing beginner lessons. So I'm pretty much at that point where I can actually do beginner lessons, but my, my riding as hunter jumpers has to be at a higher level, if that makes sense. So I'm still working towards that. This, this weather out here in California definitely is not helping right now because we are no. so rainy and crazy. But um, um, that's what's one thing that I, that's what I'm working towards right now. So, I mean, that's good. I'm I'm glad. I you know I would love to see more uh, of female African American trainers out there. That makes my heart smile. 
I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by her doing that and, you know, keep up, keep up the good work. And those kids can be a little pushy with <laughs> money. So just push back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You help with exercising. Do you have any tips with that? Cause here there are a lot of people that are involved with horse racing and even with us doing trail rides, you know, there's a, I don't know, like a, a way that we should probably do stuff that we haven't thought about, especially after trail ride care, you know, like the cool down, um, any tips or advice, stuff like that? Um, as far as, I really, really, really believe in groundwork. It is so, so important. That is the foundation of horse. Without groundwork, I don't think that, I'm sorry. That's, that's just exactly what I say. Groundwork is my thing. Like I, I, I mean, riding is cool, but groundwork is where is my jam. So yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yes. No, 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 you're totally fine. You're totally, like I said, let me know if I'm talking too much. Um, my my train my old trainer Cliff and the trainer that I have now Jasmine, they both believers in in strong groundwork. So I mean I'm constantly bidding up horses or you know I used to put them in driving roads and drive them on the ground, get them in the back up. You know you gotta get that steering wheel first. You know before you hop into the car. You know you're not gonna hop into a car without a steering wheel. There's no control. You know because even with driving work, I've seen some horses freak out and I'm just like you know, or, or reins break and things like that. You have to be able to say, whoa, you know, and they have to have that mindset of, oh, I need to listen to this mm. before you, you know, before you're riding and things like that. And I'm all for trail riding. I love trail riding, especially with my off the track thoroughbreds because some of them have never seen a, a, a tree before, like a, you know, like for other stuff. So they yeah. get, they're a little skittish. And so for the ones that are a little bit calmer that we actually do venture on the trail with, I, I will take them out there and get them used to being out there like my off, like my off the track thoroughbred. I, I've taken them trail riding for the first time. I kind of walked him just a little bit so he can see everything. And he was pretty good. And I got on him and I rode him and he was great. Mm -hmm. And, but I made sure I brought my, I made sure I brought my, uh, my horse to my paint horse to kind of keep him company because he is in love with her. But you know, I just, it's, it's, I believe that helps in desensitizing. Desensitizing is another huge thing for me too. If I could staple plastic bags and all my horses stalled all over the wall, I used to do that too. I staple plastic bags everywhere. And I'm just like, you don't have to get along with that tonight. And then we'll see how you, see how you are tomorrow. And I got to my horses to the point where I can rub plastic bags all over their back and around their legs and they were fine. You know, so desensitizing and groundwork. Very, very important. Real gems and keys right there. Yeah, yeah. We, um, and one of the reasons <laughs> we started this podcast is because we wanted to do better than what we were taught. We wanted to do it in a more positive way, like not in a way that people felt like they were like attacked or like we were judging them, but in a way that, you know, you know, it's just, it's about education. And oh, when you, yeah, everybody's learning. And when you know better, you do better. So that was one of the things that um, we kind of wanted to, like, even have a clinic on. Like, everybody has a clinic on riding or, you know, who's the, the newest trainers in the area. We're going to have a, a riding clinic or a dressage clinic mm -hmm. or something like that with them. And I'm like, 
we need to have an on the ground clinic. Like we need to have a establish a relationship with your horse and don't just ride the crap out of the clinic. I feel like that's yeah, a little bit you more. You know, I agree with you 100%. The only thing about only thing about that is, is for the people that, you know, at my barn because it's where boarding I'm at a boarding stables. So it's not just Mountain View Farms there. It's a bunch of other people that have their personally owned horses, other trainers and things like that. I mean, there's people everywhere there and they all have different methods and styles. And I'm just, for even for people, if I see them, that they're doing something wrong, if it's not our horses, I, I, I as, as hard as I want to fight my, my, my will to speak to them about what they're doing wrong because it might get them hurt, I just have, I have to keep my mouth shut because that causes animosity. And it causes people to get angry with you because they're like, I'm, this is my horse and I know what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. Now, when it comes to me, if someone, if I knew someone knew more than I did, um, because we're all barely scratching the surface anyway on horses. I mean, goodness gracious, there's just so much to learn out there. Um, if, 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 like, if my trainer or someone, another trainer that I trusted came and was like, hey, Chanel, you're not doing that right. I'm going to be like, you know what? Okay. I don't want to get hurt. I hear you, I believe you, and thank you so much. But for a lot of those, for a, there's a lot of people out there that are just like, don't tell me what to do with my horse. This is my horse. No, 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 You know, I'm just like, well, just letting you know, you've got the rope wrapped around the split, so don't, don't bite my head off, though. I'm going <laughs> to help you out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I just, you know, in, in so many of those situations, it's, it's just like, oh, man, i got to bite my tongue. i got to stay quiet. I really, really hope they don't get hurt. It's just, that's just the way, that's just the way it is. Yep. I agree. It is. It's the way it is, but you know, lead by example is, yeah. is another thing that we're trying to stick by, you know, as far, as far as being involved with the community and everything, you know, all the different programs and stuff that we are involved in, you know, put your money where your mouth is kind of thing. Like we're just, it, about it, about it. yeah be about it <laughs> that's what we're just trying to do for everything we know that that what that is what people are the most receptive to and not just lip service all the time that's awesome that is awesome I'm so, I'm so glad that you ladies are doing that out there that's we really need more of that out here mm -hmm. <laughs> i wish you weren't so far away i know like the whole country <laughs> <Sorry>. away <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I went yes. to LA once last year and I would have never thought that mm -hmm. I would have never thought like, oh man, it's other black equestrians out here. I didn't even think about it. And where we were at when we when I did see horses, it was far it was far away from LA. I think we're I don't even know where we were. But yeah. I just would have never thought. And that's yeah. wild because it's like I see us here. But why, when I go somewhere else, why do I think that, oh, there's probably black cowgirls out here too? Yes, we're, 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 we're everywhere. We're very sporadic throughout the U.S. That's why, like I said, when I'm at work and, I, and people ask me what I do and I tell them that I'm an equestrian, they're just so shocked because it's like, I have never met a black, I've had people tell me, I'm like, I've never met a black girl that rode horses before. I, I, I hear that quite often out here. Uh -huh. And I mean, it, 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 it is, it is what it, it is, what it is, it is what it is. And then I get the looks of people like, oh my God, where, where did she come from? 
you know, like, okay, you know, that's, it, it, it's fine. There's a lot of, we do have a, a good population of um, female black writers out here, which I'm so thankful for. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that are as well. And, um, but like I said, I mean, ones that compete, you know, Western, I see a lot more of that and even less in the actual like hunter jumper world. I mean, I've only met a couple of other ones. Yeah. So um, it's just, it's still not super duper popular, but I mean, it's, I, I'm glad that we're starting, starting to come out. I mean, it's good to see the sisters out there doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you completely know, agree. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to talk to us and talk to us about your new business. I wish you all the best with that. Yay, all the good juju. Perfect. Thank you so much. Once again, I am so appreciative and I enjoy talking to you all and I hope to hear from you soon, um, both of you soon as well. Of course. Okay. And I'm, of course. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of what you're doing out there. I really, really am. It's inspiring oh. to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Likewise. Right. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to see that. more from, from Maine tresses. Oh, yes. Yes. You'll be seeing plenty, plenty, plenty more. I'm still, I'm working every day on new ideas for it. So mm -hmm. I'm working on, I'm working on something cool. So you guys just make sure you keep watching. I'll have black, I'm going to ask black queens to share more of my videos every time, I, every time I get a new one out, but I definitely will let you know too again for listening to our uncover episode with cowgirl chanel be sure to check us out on everywhere where podcasts are hosted google podcasts apple podcasts soundcloud and spotify see you next time